Right, so the Reserve Bank and advocate Terry Modau, who authored the VBS Mutual Bank report, were among the stakeholders who appeared before the Parliamentary Standing Committee on Finance today. In that hearing, the EFF asked Chairperson Yunus Karim to recuse himself as the SACP was accused of receiving a donation from the bank. Yunus Karim joins us on the line now to talk about uh, the goings-on in Parliament today. Chair, good evening to you and thank you very much for your time here on Afternoon Drive. Uh, let me just get this out of the way first of all. The EFF had said it wanted to you to recuse yourself uh, because of that uh, donation allegedly received from VBS. First of all, is that true? Well, firstly, uh, the General Secretary of the SACP, Bladen Gamande, and the National Treasurer, Joyce Molloy Moropa, uh, made it clear that uh, the party has received no such money. Apparently, uh, our Deputy General Secretary, the first Deputy General Secretary, Solima Pila, made that clear in a public rally on Sunday. Uh, and I know nothing about it. So clearly I'm not conflicted. And in fact, I've chaired two previous meetings in VBS Mutual, and the question was put to Mr. Shafran, who wasn't there, but his comrade, uh, uh, Dr. Nglozi, was there. Oh, in what way did I reflect any political bias in the previous hearings? It's just untenable, unnecessary letter. And really it's a matter between the FACP and uh, the EFF. They must uh, provide the evidence to the Communist Party, as indeed they were asked for evidence to be presented to their party in respect of allegations about uh, Mr. Shivambo's brother having given Mr. Shivambo money. Let's talk about uh, the, the goings-on today and everything that came out of, of the parliamentary sitting. And there was a lot of information. It was extremely dense, so certainly we can't cover everything. But overall, what was your feeling about uh, the information that you encountered today and how parliamentarians from different parties engaged that information? Well, firstly, uh, the EFF were aggressive, typically them, and uh, a lot of what was raised, they have a right to raise, but much of it, in my view, was incredible. Um, the fact is that um, uh, the committee as a whole uh, has until now argued that every attempt should be made to rescue VBS Mutual Bank, deal with the transgressors of the law, the alleged transgressors, act decisively and swiftly against them, but rescue the bank. Um, now, what the uh, Deputy Reserve Bank Governor made clear is that the bank has no choice in terms of the very laws we've passed in this parliament. They have no choice in the case of the uh, obvious clearing insolvency of this bank, unlike the case of other banks which they rescued, uh, but to proceed to, to liquidate. And that's one sense in which they will be able to get at least some assets, recover some of the monies they can so that they can uh, disperse this to the poor depositors. Now, our view is, and it seems to be fairly consistent with what the minister, Tito Mbawani, the House some two weeks ago, and what certain the president seems to have said yesterday, is that, well, if VBS cannot be rescued, then the service that this bank offered, uh, the, the model that this bank had, the VBS was a mutual bank, should be in some or other way uh, resuscitated, call it SVB or whatever you like, we say. But the service they offer to poor communities uh, should be in some or other way uh, uh, still continue to be provided in some or other form. And we know the president uh, believes that, and certainly the minister said he will engage with the Reserve Bank around this. So we as politicians, despite our other differences on this matter, feel that we must put pressure on the executive to assist in this regard so that the same service is offered by another bank 
uh, named similarly to this bank. It is too important to us uh, because, you know, our, our committee held, you might know, last year, the most extensive uh, public hearings on financial sector transformation since 1994. We produced a 130-page report, which was adopted by the House and subsequently inserted into the NEDLAG process in preparation for the forthcoming financial sector summit. So this uh, collapse of this bank is, as we've said repeatedly, a severe setback for transformation and diversification of the financial sector, which, as you might well know, uh, is dominated by four banks occupying over 85% of the market. And uh, ultimately, you know, we want to de-racialize diversify and transform the sector. So, so this is a, a very good point indeed and one we, we need to dwell on for a moment I think Chair because of course uh, I mean you mentioned this fact earlier today yourself uh, but but how do we change the picture if there isn't more support for banks like this? I mean we, we know for example that municipalities should not have been investing such massive amounts in there uh, or, or de- I should say depositing massive amounts in there uh, but if they aren't large scale investors how do black banks like this survive? Exactly. Now, here again, we go back to our report. Uh, we have argued that uh, uh, the prospects of new entrants, uh, particularly African in the sector, uh, can be facilitated by digital banking. Whereas, well, you know, these days, increasingly newer banks do not have bricks and mortar. Uh, they may not even have a call center. What they do have, however, is a powerful ICT system, and anybody who has the most elementary cell phone can communicate with them. Digital banking also reduces costs dramatically for uh, poorer people, and it provides for financial inclusion. So, you know, you have to have a big capital outlay to establish a bank, and often private individuals can't do that. It comes to institutional investors, pension funds, and asset managers using funds, and so on. And often these do represent substantial numbers of black, particularly African people who are pensioners or who are members of pension funds. But what we would like to see is more African ownership. So there are a variety of proposals we've actually put on how this can be done. You see, for us, VPS Mutual and banks like those are meant to be graduating over time into becoming stronger and entering, uh, you know, into the space of what is currently completely uh, uh, dominated by the four, well, you know, include five big banks, if you like. So we have made various proposals. It's been considered by NEDLAC. It's part of the financial sector summit that's blooming hopefully next year. We once again, two weeks ago, by the way, yes. repeated our call that that summit should be held. It was planned for July this year. But, of course, there's been various summits, the land summit, the uh, investment conference, and then the uh, national cohesion summit and the gender summit. But this one, we feel before the term of our parliament ends in May next year, we must have this, and I think it's going to happen. And so we want to engage with Treasury, Reserve Bank, and all the stakeholders, including the big banks, on how this can be done. I was just ask you in terms of the monitoring processes that either you, you will be looking at going forward or the monitoring processes that already exist in terms of the South African Reserve Bank obligations. This question keeps recurring, Chair. Did, did the Saab fulfill its obligations in terms of monitoring VBS? Yes. Now, they gave a fairly, in fact, a very convincing reply that there was very limited room for them to do more than they did or intervene more proactively uh, before they actually did. The National Treasury also argued uh, that there were formidable practical challenges. For example, when they got to know 
that money was being invested in the banks from municipalities which transgressed the Municipal Finance Management Act. They were caught in a conundrum, if you like. If they insisted immediately that the municipalities withdraw the investments, the bank would have collapsed, right? Now that they haven't immediately withdrawn in that period, they're being accused of being tardy and lethargic and not proactive. So they explained, and we are, most of us, not all, are sympathetic to that. But what we have called for is an independent inquiry into the role of the respective parties, which includes the South African Reserve Bank, National Treasury, uh, Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs Departments nationally and provincially, the South African Local Government Association, the provincial affiliates of the uh, uh, South African Local Government Association. So we'd like to learn lessons uh, and, 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 and ensure that um, these the prospects of, 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 of banks like these collapsing in future is reduced. You can never end uh, uh, these collapses, but you can, because of the nature of the free market system, but you can reduce the prospects of it. The Reserve Bank said they have begun uh, internal inquiry to also look at whether they acted uh, as best as they could have, whether there are some regulatory uh, uh, failures that uh, they need to draw to the attention of the legislature and the executive. National Treasury also said that they will look at this legislation. Remember, new legislation came into effect on the 1st of April. It gives sweeping powers to the Reserve Bank to act on uh, matters like this following the 2008-2009 global financial and economic crisis. Uh, you know, all over the world, uh, legislation is far more intrusive far more extensive, far more uh, activistic, if you like. And this is the first case where the bank could do what it did in terms of the new prudential authority that's coming to effect on the 1st of April, led by the Deputy uh, Reserve Bank Governor. So all of us, we must also ask, could we have done more? What about the provincial legislatures? All of us must, in some or other measure, be introspective and take responsibility for this failure. Ultimately, our concern is the depositors, who sadly will lose out. And, you know, the uh, decision is to, to give people up to 100,000, right, who are retail depositors. But there are many people who might well have had more than 100,000. Pensioners may have had 120 or 150,000. Moreover, there are Stockwell and burial societies who invested up to, like, one, I'm told, may have been close to 200 million or more than that. Now, the members of those Stockwells, the members of those burial societies, or other communal structures that invest, uh, deposit the money in, in BBS, are poor people. They are pensioners. Yes. So it is very, very sad, not just bad what has happened, but we need to learn the lessons. We can't give up on African ownership of banks and mutual banks at that. Mm. So we will persist uh, in our role in regard to that. All right. Thank you so much for speaking to us this evening. Eunice Karim is Chairman of Parliament's Finance Committee.